Hey, Ho Nation. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for the Hotels episode. If you're unfamiliar with this podcast, if it's your first time listening, this is our sexually explicit episode, which means there is no censor and no filter. Listeners underneath the age of 18 should not be listening to this episode. If you don't mind listening to some sexually explicit shit, this is the episode for you. If not, I completely understand, and we'll see you next week for a regular episode. But if this is your cup of tea, let's start the show. Hey, so I know it's summertime, and we're all on the go. And the last thing you want to do is be sitting here with a dingy backpack. That's right, you sitting here, you going to the gym, you traveling, hopping on the plane, or maybe you just decided to go spend the night over his house and don't want to have to come back home to grab your shit. Well, I have the remedy just for you, sis. Our good old friends that was with Muslim Backpacks are offering listeners of this podcast 10% off of their first purchase. Head over to muzmmbackpacks.com, redeem our offer code WRYH10 to receive 10% off of your first purchase. Once again, that is muzmmbackpacks.com. Let them know Lonnie and Aliyah sent you. Let's get into the show. two people that have already been on the show, but they're making a special return. I am joined by Tim and Marlon. Welcome Hello. back. What's hey, going on? Long time no here in the podcast land. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the funny part is I looked it up, and you got the last time you guys appeared was like the late fall. It was like November-ish last year. Really? Oh, wow. Why did I feel like it was a year? It felt like it was a long time ago. The funny part is the, the anniversary of the podcast is actually coming up um, in September. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I've been doing this thing for about calling on the year now. Okay. Well, okay. You've been doing it for a I don't as well. You know, you, you would think so, but no, it's, only been, it's been a year. Damn. So, this is a special edition of the podcast. This is the Hotels episode. Yeah. Now, as a disclaimer, because I'm going to record one and put it in the beginning of the episode, this episode will be a little explicit. So, if this is not your cup of tea, Thank you for listening, or trying to listen at least. I will see you next week. Because <laughs> um, I'm nasty. Let, 
I think every human being <laughs> is nasty. You just I don't know you, what y'all talking about. Oh, oh Lord. Here we go. Here she go. <laughs> you we all have lived at least once. So this format is gonna be a little different from the regular format of the podcast. Um we are going to start actually with a game. So we're gonna start with three truths and a lie. I'm not gonna start. Cause I'm gonna start with ten. You gonna start with me? I gotta think about my my, my stuff. I knew he was gonna do that. <laughs> so then, Marley, you wanna start? I knew he was gonna do that. Marley, you wanna start? Your All right. So, hotel edition. Three truths and a lie. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, let's see. <sighs> I have. <laughs> this is what makes it fun. I've been a frequent visitor to a brothel before in my life. Oh, to a what? To a brothel. Explain what a brothel is. Um, like it's when they sell the coochie and the dick in the ass. Ooh, oh, like right. a whole house? Like a whole house. Okay, yeah, okay. that's what a brothel. Oh, that's a brothel. Yeah, yeah. I was like chicken brothel. <laughs> <laughs> Pete said, okay, expl- said, explain that one, please. No, Continue. No. <laughs> Alright, so I've been a frequent visitor to a brothel in my life before. Um, I have been an active cruiser before. Okay. And I've actually participated in water sports. Which means the why? Oh, I should know this. Water sports. Lonnie, what you think? I think it's water sports too. I've never been to a brothel. You actually enjoy Wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> hold up. So you mean to tell me all the times I wanted to do water sports with you? Um, now the what? story behind it. What? I didn't. Say, I did not say. I'm gonna hit it. That I wanted to participate. I said I've actually participated before. Mm-hmm. It was actually against my will. Mm-hmm. So as the story goes, tell it. Because I've been fucking for a long time. Okay. Um, at the tender age of nine, I was messing around with this boy that lived down the street from me, who's actually my childhood bully. And I was giving him head, and he decided that it would be fun to piss in my mouth without telling me. Uh, what do you know about water sports at that age? He didn't. Oh. He did it to be funny. Yes. Oh. So he was enjoying while still being the bully. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's another episode. That's yes. too heavy. Yeah. No, that. we ain't got to go down that road. <laughs> we take that kind of part. We got to do all that. But yeah. Tim, you ready? Or you want me to go and say? Okay, so there's three truths. And well, it's going to be two truths and a lie. I have to think about it because he's correct. It's supposed to be two truths and a lie. Yes. So okay. we have to figure out what the lie is. All right. So mm-hmm. we can be explicit, right? Yes, yeah. absolutely. All right. So um, I have been to. Theater or something? Oh, little theater? No, I haven't been there, but this there's a theater uh, in Philadelphia. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I fucked in a slang before. Okay. Um, and I also participated in scats. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go first with this guess, and I'm gonna say that you're lying about the scat. <laughs> I'm gonna say that you're lying about the slang. 
No, I actually fucked with a slime. Oh. Yeah. So the lie yeah, is. This is the scat, yeah. Okay. See, I'm good. <laughs> do we do folks know what scat is? Oh Lord. Um <laughs> that's the description. Oh, I guess you can go on Google and find out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> scat is, is a little disgusting. Um well, don't yuck anybody's yum. Yeah, yeah. You said what? Don't, don't yuck anybody's yum. You know what? Okay. Some people like it, we just don't have to we don't everybody don't have to like it, but some people like it. So scat is where, you know, fecal matter comes into play and folks like to either you know fuck the booty while someone still have you know the fecal matter marsh inside they like it coming on out they like it on them some like to eat it some like to lick it if you've seen two girls in a cup you will know that, that's about. cat play yeah that's cat play yeah, so yeah I to be honest I haven't looked at it some folks may call me nasty I've looked at it on films. It was interesting. It was something that I had to look into. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. It was I don't know what it is about it, but it, at the time, it, it did something to me. Mm-hmm. But can I actually do it? No. There yeah. are some things you can look at and not participate. Right. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. And I've nev- this is my first time even being public with this because I've never... Child, this is space for I've never said anything. Well, there's a couple of folks in, like... We knew back in the day, but yeah, to actually because it's a taboo, no one wants to talk about that. No one thinks people think to you know you're nasty. And well, people like to think the same thing about people that like water sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are people yeah. like that feel the same way about people that have a cum fetish. That too. What? There yes. are there are people. There are people that, like, that actually ew. fetishize to actually to have a second turn after somebody even after you had in the course with someone and they came inside you and they want to fuck behind the person that just. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's that's like a come fetish. Well, oh, and then some people like to, you know, they want you to push up the cum into their mouth. So I, yeah, that's a that, repression. Yeah, that. Uh, uh, I, don't know. It, it, well, I, don't, I can't do that. I think that's coming out. Well, I mean, it's. <laughs> well, let's find out. Listen. Right, so uh, listen. Right. so I, it's my turn. Hmm. Come on. I've been to a bathhouse. Okay. Um, I have had a threesome with a couple. Okay. And I had sex with a trans man. They're all truths. Nope, you've never had sex with a trans man. <laughs> I know. He's I know. correct. <laughs> I was being funny. I know. I know. They're all it, I, don't, get me twisted. don't get me twisted. I've seen porn with trans men. Uh huh. It's hot, don't it's be hot. Consistent, it's but mm mm. I haven't had the opportunity, but mm-hmm. you can't like you said, like you guys said, don't yuck someone's young. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh so I guess it's time for a different one. Um as a another icebreaker. Um hmm. Tell me the story of your worst sexual experience ever. The worst? Uh, worst. Okay. The worst. Start there. Well, I always I started out young, so we all did, child. There's no shame here. <laughs> we all did, and I was one of those quiet ones. You, you the, the quiet ones are always the nasty ones. Yeah. I was, yeah. <laughs> so fifteen, I think fifteen or sixteen. Um, it was someone that I met off the chat, 
the chat line. Ooh, try the Raven. The Raven. Yes. Come on, Raven. We were grown. We were grown at that age. This was long before BGC. Before uh, MySpace. Uh, Even no, no, Adam Adam. No, no. Adam Adam and MySpace was out during the same time. This is true. It was out. But this before, you know, grind and everything else, where everything was like interested. I liked her. I liked that time. Mm-hmm. So we met up. I met up with this dude, and you know, um, I ain't know too much. I seen him around the community. Mm-hmm. But it was very short. It was no penetration, just oral sex. But he was uncut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My first time messing with someone who was uncut. So he wanted some head. I'm up under the blanket. Thank God I was. Well, no, thank God I was. It was just horrible. I pulled the skin back and poof. Poof. <laughs> you, you would think Jeez. I was at someone's, yeah. Like, see, like, uh, 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 I just can't explain. That shit was horrible. Okay. I know that smell, and it is not a pleasant smell. It was a smack, yeah, smack mouth. Smack mouth. Smack smack. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was horrible. That was one of the worst because it's like, sir, if you know you're going to engage with someone sexually, make sure that your stuff is clean. Especially the head. If you're uncut and you're not actually cleaning the head of your penis, that is disgusting. Right. I mean, some people like that, but I don't like that. I can't stand that smell. Right. So, yeah, it was horrible. I had to, like, stop. And then when I went into the bathroom to wash my mouth out, of course, the toilet was full of, you know, he didn't flush the toilet. And the bathroom was, I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. Oh no, so I quickly got my stuff. I was like, all right, it's time to go. And another anything. Yeah, that was. That, that, that yeah. bless your spirit, because that was a lie. The yeah. trials of our youth, child. It's terrible. Literally. Um, my worst. Think about it. We all got One really sticks out. Like, I, I, I can't say that I've had a lot of bad ones, but one really sticks out. It was actually kind of traumatizing. So, um, much like you, on the party line, the party line was a setup. We'll talk about that later. Oh. Yeah, the <laughs> um, Yes, the by Blade. Uh, well, you had the Chicago one. It's completely yeah. different from us. Well, we had the Raven too, but it changed. Anyway, I'm getting off topic. So, <laughs> um,. This was actually like we met each other on the chat line, and this was actually like our second time hooking up, because um, we hooked up the first time, and I was the bottom in this situation. Um, the dick was good; it was great. So came back for round two, and Uh-oh. I don't think that I can't remember if I like. Fully prepared. I don't know what the situation was, um, but I ended up paying him, and he literally took. He first of all, he stopped. He pulled out. He made me take the condom off of him, and then like went smooth off of me. Like I remember, like I was in the middle of the floor, like low key kind of crying because he was going off on me. Like, oh, you nasty motherfucker, get the fuck out of my house, take the shit off, blah, 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 blah. Like, I took the condom off him, I went, flushed it, which is terrible. But that's another story. Um, and I washed up and I, like, left. Literal walk of shame out of his apartment. 
Like, and I feel like after that, child, I have the hot water bottle on tap and ready all the time. Like, I think that's when I finally, I can't remember when or even how I learned how to clean out and prepare the bottle. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it started after that. Because, like, it, it's kind of hazy because I was, like, 16. Mm-hmm. You know, 15, 16 and a half. Yeah, no, yeah. You were young. Mm-hmm. You were young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and granted, like, nobody teaches us how to have the type of sex that we have. So, like, I feel like, and as a matter of fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I believe that that's when you learned. I learned. And it, it was crazy because it was like, nobody, like, taught me about it. I didn't hear about it. Like, I just knew that we had a hot water bottle under the sink at home. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I can use this to, like, clean myself out. Right. Like, nobody told me or taught me that that's what you had to do, so. Well, let alone trying to, uh, didn't like the fact that you was gay. I, well, just, you know, that's, that's a whole other story. story. But, story. not to mention, the lesson for the young bottoms, okay, mother bottoms speaking, do not, I repeat, do not get the Summer Eve bottle and think that that is a douche. Let me tell you, <laughs> the level of pain, you have never felt pain Mm-mm. until you tried to douche with an actual female douche. My inside. <laughs> oh, fire. On fire. <laughs> Burn Literally, do not, if I tell you anything, do not get that Summer Ease bottle and think that it's for you. No. The enema is your friend. Yeah. Okay? And they are cheap as fuck, might I add. Yes. Get you an enema. Mm-hmm. Do not get Summer's Eve because you do not have a vagina. Right. You might think you have pussy, but you need to actually get an enema. But if, if if it comes to it, and the summer heat is the only thing that you can find, at least empty the contents, clean out the bottle. And with the enema too. Yeah, but you know what? It's, right. it's not even so much about the content of the summer's eve. It's it's the, the actual Because she too, you, have you, you seen I her? I haven't seen them all time. It's wider. Oh. So for, for the summer's eve for women, the it's not just a straight like two. Mm. It flares out at the top, and it has like it has no, it has like three holes. And it has holes thing. out on the side. But don't the, the, the hot water um, thing has the same applicator? It has one, but when you get a hot water bottle, it has the actual smooth animal one, and then it has that one too. Oh, okay. That's, so okay. you can alternate. But that that summer's eve bottle, child, I tried that once, and I was like, hell no. First, first of all, it hurts mm-hmm. because they're because unlike an enema. They don't pre-lubricate those. So you literally trying to shove this old rigid, raggedy thing up your ass and you fucking your shit up. Cause the plastic is not even smooth on it. Like it still has the like that, yes. that like the form ridge on it. It's oh yeah, that ridge, yeah. 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 Then also, unlike the enema that has that one tube that isn't like, so that's not tight, like the tube that squirts the water out, the actual Summer Eve one has like three holes in it. Yeah. And those holes, if you squeeze too tight, it starts to suck in the actual inner, your actual, yes. like, small, like, your actual intestine. Like, as long as I say, it's been a long time. <laughs> and, listen, I heard I, it happened to me. It hurts so bad. Uh, so bad. Literally, Mimi voice. So bad. So bad. 
literally so bad. Mm. I can't emphasize it enough. Please get the enema, empty out the content. They use hot water. I like to use cold water. Well, well, I use hot water. Yeah, I use like, at least warm water. It's supposed to be room temperature. Yeah. Yeah, I, use, uh, yeah, I like I mix the two for the most part. Yeah. I like cold because it doesn't hurt, and mm-hmm. I actually feel when mm-hmm. it goes. Yeah, yeah, all that good stuff. I'm not gonna skip it. But yeah, now, um, who child the cat out? Here we go. <laughs> so worst. my worst experience. Jesus, the offense. I gotta think about this. <laughs> Actually, I'm gonna kind of tell on myself. One of my worst experiences happened within the last year. Oh shit! Okay, you tell. So. I had this guy hit me up on Jax, mm-hmm. and everything is fine. He describes himself as a thick top. Um, this is, comes into the line of describing yourself as like thick and fat, because mm-hmm. there's a huge difference between the two. Right. Like this guy was actually morbidly obese. Okay. So I go and first of all, you can tell he lived with his mama, okay, or grandmama, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Right. So I go in and I'm about to get I'm about to get head. Mm-hmm. People that are that are bigger, are heavier than like let's say three twenty five plus. Mm-hmm. If you have to lift your stomach to get to your penis, imagine when you have to take a piss mm-hmm. and you just keep it moving. Mm-hmm. All I smelled was big. It was to the point I was so tired off. I couldn't finish. He got upset. Oh, like first of all, Rachel was like, "What were your voices?" And I'm like, "I can't. Like, I, I gotta go." Right. I got. I was so uncomfortable. Like, I gotta go. Right. Because I'm like, this ain't gonna work. You got me in this room on this little ass bed. Like, I'm not understanding why you have a twin size bed and you're about my size. We gonna get to. That's a whole other topic for another situation. Right. But it just it oh child got out. It makes you weary to like try new experiences. This is like you really just couldn't take a wag and go underneath there. We sit in the tub with suicide. If you have rolls, you need to lift them things. Get in that area. Let it back to him. Like that's disgusting. Now mind you, I love everybody. All sizes. I do too. I do too. But it's like you gotta be clean with your body. Especially yes. if you interacting with someone else. I yes. just Yeah. I mean what happens is is that like people do stuff like that. Like all of these situations that we talk about, people like they do it because nobody else has said anything about it. This is true. Like, it's been a lot of motherfuckers before you that was like, Oh yeah, I'll just deal with it, whatever. <laughs> you know? And you'd be the one bitch to be like, uh, puppy breaks, pull your reins, fam. We're not doing this. Like, you got me fucked up. Uh-huh. You're cheesy, you stink. I'm not doing this. I have a bonus story for this one. This one goes back a few years. Um, this goes to my young and young dumb full of cum days. I was in my actual, this right before I turned 20. And I had this guy hit me. He actually hit me on the Raven. Mm. Y'all know. Now wait. You know, you so know. Was you, was so, wait, man, was wait, so wait. So wait. So was you in the live <laughs> chat, or did he, or did you have your mailbox up? No, no, no. I had both. I had the mailbox. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I had the listen, bitch. I had the mailbox, and I was in the live chat. 
So this dude came. Number one, he was well endowed. Like, I'm talking horse hung status. Shit. Oh, man. <laughs> this nigga came in less than five minutes. In less than, you are horse hung and you came in less than five minutes. You came in less, you came <laughs> in less than five minutes. You didn't let, like, I feel like the video of um, Tyree G on three, where she would, like, dude was sitting here, like, oh, wanting to have a threesome. No, he came too quick. And she was like, you can do 150 push-ups. <laughs> you can play, like, an hour worth of basketball. You can do all these things. But you can't last but two minutes in this pussy. I was crying. Because it's so accurate. You can do all these things. But you can't last one to five minutes. I guess there's a pro and a con to that. I mean, for me, if you rolling down and you big as hell and you up and you up in here, I want you out in five minutes. Get your shit and get out, okay? Get your I, shit and get, get your shit and get out! <laughs> Listen, Wonderful to look at. But to actually sit on them. Listen, I'm 32. I can't. This ass is not the way it used to be back in the day. (laughs) So if you you enter, hurry up. Get out. It's uncomfortable. But that means for you, you got some good ass. You know, got a good ass. Some Gucci, some Gucci, you know. No, this Gucci is like that. (laughs) (laughs) But I would definitely say, well, I'm going to ask a question before we do a refill break. Okay. Would you consider yourself to be a size queen? I know both of you guys are versatile. So if you don't know what sex roles are, I'm going to break it down to you. The top is the guy that normally does the fucking. Then you have the bottom, the person that receives the actual penetration and all that good stuff with the penis. And you have a versatile, a versatile that does both. But then you have some versatiles that lean more toward one role than the other, like verse top, verse bottom, and then you have a full versatile. So... Do you guys consider yourselves to be size queens? I'm not a size queen. You can come to me with a three inch and I'll be happy. I, yeah. Yeah. They don't really. I, I don't like big dicks. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, like, it's cute to look at. It's, I'll jack it off. But I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. So. I am not a size queen. Um, big dicks are cool. In my youth, I used to tackle a lot of big ones. Listen, okay. Oh, mother fucking up like nothing happened, okay? But you know, and right. keep it moving. These days, my entrails are a little sensitive. Listen, my entrails, um, my entrails. And I don't like I like. And granted, like I have, I have come across a dick or two in my life that was just like, okay, I need just a little bit more, like. I, I've come across some thimbles in my life, you know, so it's just like stuff like that. But then also, like, I've come across dicks that other people might consider small mm. that have gave me the business. And like, Child. as you get older and you really like learn more about your body and your anatomy and shit like that, you'll learn that you don't really need like nine, ten inches to get some shit done. There's some motherfuckers out here with average dick, mm-hmm. very much five inches, mm-hmm. that will rock your shit and right. have you like, can you please come back? Cause I, 
Okay, I'm just gonna put it out there and just keep it 100% funky with y'all. Do it. We're gonna have an anatomy lesson right now. Go on. All you bottoms out there, let me hit you with some game. I'm listening. There are literally in everybody's body, there is only, what is it? I think it's like seven inches of rectum. Okay? Mm. Seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. That's it. So anything beyond seven is in your lower intestine. It's in your fucking guts at that point. They don't get it. It's like And most people don't even know what that is for real, for real. You know, like we've we've developed all of these fantasies and all this shit from porn. Like porn ruins everything, but that's another story too. Um, your prostate is literally only three inches inside your rectum. So again, you don't need ten inches of dick to get the job done. Now everybody's preference. Do what you want to do. If you like to be rotted out good like a motherfucking rotorooter in the bathroom, get your life, sis. But I'm telling you right now, stop sleeping on people with average dicks because everybody ain't slaying like that. And furthermore, it's a lot of people out here that got these monster dicks that don't know what they're doing. Listen, sis. You'll get that dick and you'll be pissed off because it'll be going to hurt you. Or he'll be trying to ram it in and all this other stuff. Like, they don't know what they're doing. Or last five minutes, you know. Or last five <laughs> minutes when you want somebody that's going to go, did like, you, you got my eye on I can say this. I prefer, of course, I would prefer a dude that is a little well endowed. I'll say that. Would I say I'm a science queen? No. And there's a reason why. Okay. Can I ask you something before you go forward? Please. All right. So. What is your definition of well endowed? How many inches is well endowed to you? Eight plus. Eight plus, okay. So for me, it's more so, I've had dudes that, like I just said, I had dudes that are well endowed that completely don't know what the fuck they're doing with it. Right. Then I've had dudes that are average size that have left me damn near in an orgasm. <laughs> I say all of that to say this. There's nothing wrong, like you stated, there's nothing wrong with trying to average size Mm hands. Because you have some average size motherfuckers that literally have you clenching those motherfucking sheets, (laughs) biting the pillow, screaming into it, and literally have you leaking like a faucet from the back. Listen to me, okay? Mama has lived. (laughs) Live! Mama has lived. Live. You cannot discriminate. Oh my god. Live your time. When I say <clears throat> live, live. But in the same sense. You will have these dudes that are well endowed that will literally be hurting you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I say hurting you, they don't know how to stop. Mm-hmm. They don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, you're in there fucking bleeding. Listen. Yeah. Listen. One of my very dear friends, my brother from Detroit, John. I love you so much. He said something that stuck with me for a long time. Like, after I heard him say this, it made more sense. 
You said that you gotta fuck for your own enjoyment. Say it again. Period. Like, it ain't really about nobody else. And, like, dudes with big dicks that be out here trying to wreck holes and all that other shit because they think that shit is cute or that's what people want. That's why they do that. Because it really ain't about you. Damn. You're just a hole to fill at that point. Get out here and fuck for your enjoyment. And if you not getting your life, then leave. And that's not period. Okay? Period. Make sure that you enjoying the dick. I mean, you enjoying ass for some of the folks that's listening. Mm-hmm. Okay? But just be cognizant and just understand that this person that has received this shit, <laughs> regardless of whatever's going on. Right. Somebody got to receive this shit. Right. Period. That's it. On that note, my cup is empty. And it's time before I go into my. Bitch, we need a. My, my hoish question. Mm. Um, that's right. A whole yes. We'll be right back. I know. Alright. Y'all did what? I'm so hungry. Uh, you too? Oh it's my god. Eating, eating we haven't eaten since. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. See, we have to do something about like that. That's <laughs> right. That's the way of the Lord. So, we are back. Um, we back. My cup is refilled. Hey. Is it running over? It runs. Listen, my challenge runs over, though. Yes, <laughs> So, recently, I. Well, this is kind of like. This, it's two questions I have. And I would love to hear the two of you expand on it. Um, well, first things first. It was something I read because I follow this therapist online on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of people that had an opinion on, like, the boundaries of friendships. Okay. So, do you feel like friendships should only be leveled as platonic? Or, like, we all have, of course, in our single days, and some people still as couples, they still have their friends with benefits. Okay. But then you have your platonic friends that just basically nothing romantic happens with them and not even etc. Okay. It's just their friends. Do you feel like friends should only be just platonic? You should have we should have friends that are just platonic. Absolutely. I mean I mean back out my day, you know. <laughs> friends <laughs> fucked each other and stuff like that and nowadays I'm not into all that. I mean, I just want to have a friend friend. If you want me to be your friend, we just friends. We is nothing more, nothing less. So, yeah, I agree with that. You can still have your friends with benefits. You can separate folks. Friends, friends, friends with benefits, and all that. All that other stuff. All that Um, I believe that we should be able to define our relationships that we have with people for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess in some ways I can understand the sentiment that people have when they say, oh, you shouldn't be fucking your friends. Um, because the reality of the matter is, is that we've been um, conditioned to believe that um, these roles are very rigid. And that there are lines that we should not cross. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people have this ideology that, you know, if I have a friend, if you're my friend, that's all that it is. And it shouldn't be anything more than that. Um, however, if you have a situation with someone and you all can exist in that friendship, 
and still be romantic, still have sex, whatever, and it ain't hurt nobody outside of you and that person or whatever, like it ain't got nothing to do with nobody else, then do what you do. You know, don't let the world define or say or dictate what you should be doing with your friends. Like I feel like a lot of people frown on stuff like that because of an experience that they already had um, that didn't work out in their favor, something that they witnessed that happened with somebody that was close to them and they're like, I'm not fucking with that because I don't want it to happen to me. You know, um, like I just feel like it is what it is, you know, and I maybe there are a lot of people, I feel like now people are like in this space where there are people that are like not wanting to operate in gray areas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like people want to draw lines in the sand and say, well, it's either this or this and it can't be anything else. But don't give me no damn optimism. I, I mean, and, and my thing, like, I'm just like, why can't we just be people and define what works for us? Mm-hmm. Works for us. Like, what I eat don't make you shit. So if you don't, if you're not about, thanks, ambulance, you're great. Um, <laughs> I've had enough. Ambulance, y'all. Um, but yeah, it's like, if you don't like it, then you don't have to subscribe to it. Again, don't yuck somebody's junk. So would you, so what you just described in the beginning, would you characterize that as friends with benefits? Or just a friend that you, you know, how would you describe that? Because I'm, I'm not, I'm listening. No, I'm like, I'm, isn't that friends with yeah, I mean, it, it can be. It depends on what that is for you and that person. Because, like, just like people might define on the outside looking in, if you were to explain it to somebody, like, mm-hmm. I got this friend that, you know, we good friends, or whatever, and we fuck every once in a while. So, to help somebody understand if they just need to know what that means, sure, friends with benefits. If that's what's going to help you understand mm-hmm. what I'm doing, mm-hmm then great. But other than that, it's like, it could be something different for me and that person. Right. You know what I mean? So how would you combat someone that you're friends with, Mm -hmm. but they have feelings for you too, and, you know, they want some type of sexual, you know, thing with you? How do you combat (laughs) that if you don't have the same feelings for them? That's a good one. Um, I feel like everybody... Partners interacting and being who we are together. Yeah, right, right, right. Listen, and I love it. I love it. It's more so you have to know, like, not out of ten, I'm a big person on body language and energy. Okay. So not out of ten, if I know how I feel about somebody, mm-hmm. and let alone their friend, I would value the friendship more than I would value how I feel. Okay. So. If I already know this person doesn't feel the same way, I back the fuck off. Okay. That's just how it should be, and that's how it is. Mm -hmm. It's more so you have to know yourself more. I'm not going to sit here and chase after somebody in the feels I'm sure. I'm not wasting energy. It does not make sense. Mm -hmm. Why would I waste energy and time on you knowing if I know I like you, Mm -hmm. if I know I have feelings for you, but I know it's not mutual, I'm moving the fuck on. That's just how it should be. Okay. I'm not going to sit, if I know I value our friendship more than I value how I feel, and I know it's not going to go anywhere, I'm backing off. 
So you're backing off of the attraction but keeping the friendship. Exactly. Gotcha. Okay. Exactly. Because there are people that don't know how to separate that. Mm-hmm. There are people that'll be like, well, if I can't have what I want with you, then I'm just not going to fuck with you at all. Then that's so selfish, though. But in the same sense, while I hear what you're saying because I feel the same way, it's like if you have a friendship with somebody and your feelings have grown deeper but that person doesn't reciprocate those feelings and then you decide that because they're not reciprocating it to you, that I'm not going to fuck with you at all. I think that's bad, like because ultimately what that says to me is that you really wanted me all along, and because you can't have me, mm-hmm. now you're done. Right. So exactly. you're actually doing us both a favor at that point. Mm-hmm. But it's like we need people to be more transparent and open about those spaces. Like, don't enter a friendship and say that we're friends, but you really try to fuck with me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, and. Because there's a difference between being friends with someone and like you get to know that person and then your feelings develop naturally. Yeah. Like at that point, you should be able to say, I've developed these feelings for you. How do you feel about that? You don't like it. Okay, cool. Good. I can put those in the back seat. Be easy. But I'm still going to keep my friend because that's what it is. We're friends. It's what we started with in the first place. But you doing that other shit and you be like, oh, I'm not fucking with you at all because I can't have you. Well, you didn't want a friendship in the first place. Bagger. Yeah. Bagger. Bye, man. Bye, man. Go Bye. You and your wig get out of my life. <laughs> <laughs> the door is closed. The door is closed. The door is there closed. Are no, uh, there is no <laughs> possibility. I can't. I'm spit out my drink. So, so, I guess my main question I ask, um, or the main one that I would love to embellish on. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like I've asked this question before on social media, but I would love to hear it from someone like a couple that's been together for a while. Do you feel like the hookup culture is ruining like do you feel like it's ruining like relationships and dating for people that believe in monogamy? No. No? Explain. I don't believe that it's ruining monogamy because hookup culture has always been here. It's nothing new under the sun. It's heightened because of access. Because social media and everything else. Exactly. It's heightened because of access. There was a time, and all of us have been in this space, Mm -hmm. where you had to go out Mm -hmm. to meet someone. Sure, we had the party line, but wasn't no pictures, bitch. Hell wasn't no listen. picture phones. You was relying on a voice. Uh, what banging ass song they had going on in the background on the uh, message. Uh, All right. You was relying on swag. You had to actually right. talk to someone. You had to have. You had to have gauge. You had to be able to match. You had, you couldn't like like that was a sense of connection like we had to talk for me to want to like come meet you right mm. and granted back then like it was even more dangerous than it is yeah, right well, now you knew, you, know who you, are. you knew nothing of what this person looked like not, not a damn all. thing bitch i had to set up a location we had to meet each other somewhere it was literally a blind fucking date i don't literally. know what i'm walking into literally but in that the means of communication back then were a lot better. Because mm-hmm. I couldn't send you a text message. I couldn't save your number in my phone. I had to remember your shit. 
Write that shit down. Write it down. And if I lose that paper, I'm fucked. So I have to remember it. If I like you, unless you get the black book, that's it. That's it. So it's like I don't believe that it's ruined monogamy. You know, I, I feel like a lot of people now. First of all, where we are right now is that we have a lot of language for shit right now that we didn't have back then. Well, you see what I'm saying. So now that we have language for things, people are exploring those things and feeling more comfortable because they are seen now. Like back then, you couldn't. Did nobody know nothing about being poly, or did nobody know nothing? We didn't have a name for an open relationship wow. back then. Ooh, it was also it was frowned upon back then because it's still frowned upon now. In some spaces, it still is. Still but it's like because that's always ever we have been indoctrinated to believe and know only one way to love. See, this is the thing. And I feel like a lot of people, especially if this is going to sound like a read, and I don't give a damn. I feel like, especially within the community, a lot of us don't know how to actually have an open relationship. Okay. We believe, in our minds, that basically you're open, you're still on the apps, you're looking for random hookups. First of all, last time I checked with an open relationship, you're only supposed to be limited to a certain amount of people. That's with certain rules. This is true, sir. There's, there's certain rules in an open relationship. And it's based on what y'all agree upon. You know, yes, you can agree to be like, okay, well, we in an open relationship, we still love each other. We could be on the apps if we want to. I ain't worried about that and still love each other. But there's like certain rules, like if you're in an open relationship, it's just the both of y'all playing with someone. You know. Oh, you only the two of you only play only, together. Yeah, it could be only two of y'all or y'all could be a separate thing or whatever. It all depends on what y'all want and what the rules are. There's no separate, there's no one rule in an open relationship. You know, right. and, come with your own. and that's, thank you for saying that because what people, what people don't realize when it comes to being in open relationships, it's being like, in poly relationships and things of that nature, you define what that is for you and your partner. Say it again. And like, what, I need people to get is stop stop molding your relationship off of what somebody else is doing. Because when you do that, you always fall short. And that's where a lot of this shit gets jumbled in the first place. Because people are too busy trying to emulate what somebody else got going on. It don't work like that. You are not those people. So if you want to be in an open relationship, sit down with your partner and say, this is what open looks like for us. Develop the boundaries that you need to feel secure in your relationship Mm -hmm. and work from there. And when you develop your format, your foundation, your blueprint about what go on between you and your partner, allow it to be just that. Mm -hmm. And what anybody else has to say about it, think about it, whatever, fuck them. Because they're not in it. Period. Like, you... Fuck all that. Like, we get too wrapped up in what other people are thinking, what other people are going to say. Again, I, I can't say it enough. What other people eat don't make you shit. Yeah. And, they, and they think that, you know, just because you're in an open relationship, they're like, well, if you don't want to have other people, then y'all might as well not be together then. 
I mean, they, mm, that's like cheating. No, no bitch, that's not what it is. So that fallbacks on what fall back on what you say. You know, everyone is looking on in and saying what they say, but they don't know what y'all have, what the right. connection, how much your lo- love is deep. Y'all don't know what it is and how that couple got to the point of being in an open relationship. Most you know? people I know that end up in an open relationship, they've been together for at least I'm gonna say minimum two years. Mm-hmm. They nine times out of ten, they develop the bond before they decide to do that. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of ten, it's to spice up the fucking relationship to begin with. Yeah. Here's I, the thing. Go ahead. Um <laughs> I'm gonna listen, this because I'm kinda glad I got two of you. You know what? <laughs> I I'm sorry. You will probably hear this from other people. I'm going to be the next person to tell you. Do it. Do not enter into an open relationship to spice up shit. And I'm going to tell you why. Do it. Because what happens is when you open relationships in order to quote unquote, and I'm using my air quotes, you can't see me, I'm doing it, spice up a relationship, (laughs) (laughs) you you open the door to disappointment. Because at that point, if your partner does something or enjoys it more, more air quotes, enjoys it more, because y'all can see now, I need y'all to get in, enjoys it more than you do or goes further than you do or whatever, then you're left feeling some kind of way. Then you want to close the door to it and it's just like, you can't do that. Mm -hmm. Do it because you want to. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, it's like people that enter into open relationships have an understanding about the laws of attraction mm-hmm. and how that works in everyday human life. I don't knock monogamy because it works for certain people. I'm a man that comes from the school of thought that None of us can be everything we need for our partners. It don't work like that. How that plays out for your personal relationships is on you. But you should never expect for your partner to be everything to you. It's a system for failure. It builds resentment. It builds like disgust. Like you drive yourself crazy trying to be everything you nobody's perfect there's no such thing as perfection when it comes to humans period so stop thinking that stop trying to be that stop trying to aspire to that you're going down the road to a fucking cul-de-sac and you go right back around and come back to the same shit understand that if you are in a monogamous relationship how this relates to you is have your own life have your own happiness be your own person outside of your relationship. Mm-hmm. Do things that make you happy with your friends, family, loved ones, all those things. Because those things feed into us. If you focus so much on trying to be your all to your partner, you're going to lose You're going to lose yourself. And so many people. And it's going to be hard to get that self back. Exactly. Yes. And that's why so many of us are walking around here hurt and broken because we get into these relationships and we try our best to be everything because you know we're taught that oh you better be everything for that man do everything you need to for to to keep him and all first fuck that of all, first of motherfucking all 
this is what pisses me off. Let's be perfectly clear, okay? I hate the concept when people Excuse think me. of relationships. You're good. <laughs> I hate people when they think of the relationship, the concept of relationships. Do not ever come near me and say, "Oh, he completes me." Bitch, you were never half. You have to be yourself and okay with yourself before you even go into a relationship. And, and, right. You, you have to have your own identity. Right. What the fuck you mean he completes you? No, bitch. Right. You complete yourself. Right. And we let love mask all of that. You know, be who you are. Act who you are. Continue to be who you are when you get into a relationship. My best advice is, is to continue to love yourself, put mm. yourself first, mm. but also love your partner, love your, your man, your woman, well. But don't forget yourself because mm. I'm telling you, it gets to a point where you're trying to gain that back and it's hard to get it back. You don't know how to get back to it because all of your your happiness and everything else is filled into this relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it's two people. It's, it's not you no more. It's, just, it's two people. And you don't know how to keep that happiness for yourself. And sometimes, I'm going to be honest, I've lost myself a little bit. I love my man dearly. Love him all. And babe, always getting on me about, you know, do stuff that makes you happy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we, we both, we even had conversations with one another where we said that we lost each other in this relationship. So trying to was was that okay? Was it was it was it right? You okay, great. Right. Oh, okay. Shit out on the table. Well, so, you know, so <laughs> you know, back before can I explain a little bit? Go ahead, go ahead, oh, go ahead. So before I got with Marlon, I, I was out and about doing everything. Doing my own little thing, you know. Okay. I, I was doing everything. Got into a relationship <laughs> and it was like the, the best thing ever. You know, and you're so happy, you're so in love, and you're so invested, and you forget about yourself. You mm. forget about all the things that kept you going, kept you happy, that kept you motivated. And then, you know, you put all that effort into your relationship. You know, at the end of the day, yes, it's two people in a relationship, but please do not forget about yourself. You built a relationship with yourself, keep that relationship too. Keep that relationship. It's very important because at, at the end of the day, your happiness depends on you. True. And I'm learning that and I'm trying to get to that 100%. You know, it's not an easy thing to get back to. It's not an easy thing to do because, you know, when you're invested and when you're constantly, you know, am I doing right? Am I still making them happy? This is going on five years in January. Okay. The fucking longest relationship I've ever been in, okay? Bitch, celebrate yourself. Listen, okay, <laughs> so, you know, there was some truth that Babe had when he was explaining about everything else and Luchas up, whatever. That's me. Listen, we talked, we even had a talk before you came over. So it's, you have to love yourself, continue to love yourself, love everyone else. But the number one important thing in being is yourself. And like I said, you just have to continue with that. Love whoever you want to love, but love yourself first. You never, ever, ever lose your identity of self. No matter what. We all, this is the hotel episode. And yes, we talk about some nasty shit, but you never lose identity of self. Listen, I tell people, I tell Bay all the time. I tell all my friends, people that I encounter. Your happiness is the most important in every relationship. Mm-hmm. 
platonic friendships, family. If you are not happy, you cannot, you can't, you can't give anything to anybody else. It just don't work like that. You can't make your partner happy. No. Sure. And 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 my thing is, even that, I want us to get out of this ideology about making our partners happy. Do you? Sorry, he cut you off. You're this is your show, so I'm right. like, this is your <laughs> shit. <laughs> you feel like you it's that. my ball. No, I'm saying, <laughs> and I do what I want with you. Right. Do you think we get that ideology from our moms? Like, I say that to say this. Like, you know how you ever seen like the black movies where they give their daughters the advice, like, oh, just always make them happy, and then we always think, especially being gay. Or, or whatever you love, you label yourself as, especially if you love, if you love men. I love everybody. I'm pansexual. So. Huh. so, you always think in your mind, it's always about making that other person happy. So, do you think that we get that from, like, especially our moms? Because our dads don't teach us that shit. Our dads do too. Our dads do too. Some dads, yeah. My dad, but it's a different story. But yeah, we get it from we get it from home. You know, it starts from home. And then sometimes you don't get that from home. You have to learn on your own at times. Oh, yeah. So that's a different battle. That's even hard to comprehend and to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Listen, it's... Let it out. <laughs> Let it out. Come on, please. Only because we know how to get No, no, child, go ahead. It's because we, we not only get it from our parents, we get it from society, okay? You know okay. what? Now, we, you know what? We got it. We got that. So I'm gonna just come on, fun. Professor Carl Young. Come so, on, <laughs> give it to him. So it starts at home. Mm-hmm. Making I statements. I learned how to love from my mother. Mm-hmm. And what I watched my mother do my entire life is strive to be a wife, strive to be married, to be happy with her children, and to have a husband, to do, it's, I call it the happily ever after syndrome. Yes. To drive off into the sunset, to have the credits roll, the end, the doves are flying, we're happy, and everything's great. Yes. So what that looked like to me is that the way that I loved was to put myself on the line and do everything that I could possibly do to obtain that, mm-hmm. to get married. Like, for the longest, all I ever wanted to do was to be married. Oh, That's child. all that I've ever wanted. Like, and I realized, oh, like, and then I've had conversations where I've told him, I'm like, and I did it to him. Like, we got together, like, the first year. The first year. And Bay was like, I wasn't even thinking about being married until you said something. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate and. It's just, it's not, I don't, you don't need to do that. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and, and you have to really do some reflection and some work on yourself to really realize where you are in those moments. And I have to take a step back and like really evaluate that. Cause it's like, I got that from my mom. From my dad, I watched my dad. Both of my parents are, um, both of their love, lo- both of their love languages are acts of service. Mm-hmm. So they literally bend over backwards. 
for their for their partners. Like they make sure it's food on the table, make sure well, my daddy gonna make sure bills is paid, but that's another story. Um, but like they do these things to make sure that their partners are okay and that's how they show their love. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's like all that shit, man, you, you just can't you can't get wrapped up in that. So like back to your original question. Mm-hmm. We learn it from our parents. And we learn it from what society tells us. Society is telling us that you need to be married, you know, kids, white picket fence, you know, two successful jobs, all that bullshit. But you have to, def- you have, we have to break away from that. You have to define your relationship for you. What works for you and your partner is paramount. Anything outside of that means nothing the the closer we get to realizing that the more successful relationships we will have the happier we will be there are a lot of us that want to see more of us as black gay queer whatever you identify as men succeed we want to see more of us being happy and in love in order to get to that space Work on what works for you and your partner and don't worry about what anybody else has to say. What do you feel about people thinking that, that since you went on marriage, okay. I'm going to go there. Let's say goodbye. <laughs> no, stop. Oh. Do you feel like we emphasize too much or romanticize too much on the idea of marriage? I do. I do. Um, I believe that a lot of us are infatuated with the idea and the action of getting married, mm. but not the actual work that goes into it. Listen, and I speak. Say it is. It's I, a lot of work. It's a lot of work I'm, trying to lead up to marriage. Yes. It's a lot of work. And I'm speaking from a, a space of experience because I was that guy. Oh, I was I infatuated. You. I was obsessed with the idea and the action of getting married. I was obsessed with the idea of. Um, the proposal and making sure that it was perfect and, you know, um, planning the wedding and, you know, putting it out there and doing the invitations and all that stuff and walking down the aisle and what I'm going to say for my vows and all that other shit. And it's like, I'm in a space right now where I realize that I do want to be married to my partner, but what is more important to me is that our relationship and our love is tight. Mm-hmm. Because the only thing that marriage will actually bring to our relationship is legality. And the only right along with being tight, just like my asshole, we still want to get married, right, man? Yes. Exactly. Is. Okay. Continue. Oh my God. Anyway. So Like, it, it doesn't, a ring and a piece of paper don't mean shit for my love. It doesn't. It's literally what it is. Now, granted, I'm, I'm not in any shape, form, or fashion putting down marriage. What I am saying is, is that you do not have to rush mm-hmm. to the altar to prove your love to your partner. You don't. You can love your partner unconditionally and not be married to them but when it comes down to legality and spending your life with your partner 
if marriage is what you want, I say do it. Because we live in a society and a world that does not honor the love that we share. Uh, mm-hmm. And that goes for anybody. Heterosexual, whatever. Child, if you identify with it, So, you know, I don't want for my partner that I'm spending a lifetime with to pass on and then, and you know, we've done everything for each other and then something happens to him and I don't have any say so in how he goes on. Right. You know, like that's, that's important to me. I want my partner to be able to be good when and if I'm gone. You know, I don't want somebody else to, I want to be able to dictate how my partner is taken care of after I'm gone. That sounds, you know what that sounds like? That sounds like Tina Turner. But remember, after I, she didn't want to be married. Mm-hmm. And then she fell in love again with a different man. Mm-hmm. She did not want to get married until he started going through health complications. And her thing was, if something happens to him, I have no say. Right. And that's what made her get married. Right. Was just, God forbid, something happened. Right. So she can have a say. She decided to marry him. Yeah. And in the same sense, it's kind of like, especially in the gay community, we all romanticize, and I, this is why I hate when people say relationship goals. First and foremost, you have to have a goal of your own, besides just a relationship goal. Because right. a lot of us will romanticize, oh, they look so happy, and look at this picture, oh my god, they look like they're so romantic, and blah, 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 blah. Bitch, I've seen some of these couples that y'all romanticize in real life. <laughs> they did. They are no one's relationship goals. He's fucking around. He's lying. Hell, they might even be physically abusive to one another. And you would never know because you're busy just romanticizing a picture of the two of them. Mm. And I mean, my thing is, like, I get that. Because representation is important. Very. You know, because we didn't have, we did not have any, any, we didn't, we didn't have what I like to call any visions of love for ourselves. We didn't know what that looked like. You know? Um, the vision of love that we had for ourselves was the girl. You got to be it. Or there'd be like, ass fat. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go fuck. All the things that society already presses on us and tries to make it seem like that's all we are. Exactly. You know, it's kind of like, oh, ass fat. Predators, uh, stuff. Sexually driven, all sexual deviance, all that shit. But we're not that. So, but, like, I wholeheartedly agree with you. You, ha- you have to have your own vision of love. You have to have your own goal and expectation about what you want your love to look like. Excuse me. And work towards it. You know, sometimes your vision of love, your, per- your ideal mate, you know, might meet you, whether it meet your match romantically or they could be, they could be the ultimate one, which I love. Okay? They could be not only romantic, they also be sexually driven. Like, you know, sexually meet your match. Those are my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, don't yeah. sit here and talk me into the time and I find out that you all talk and no gas. Well, okay. Don't sit here. Don't sit here <laughs> and put gas. Don't sit here and get me to the car and you can't even turn on the ignition, honey. Mm. Don't do it. Don't get to the highway and all of a sudden you can't switch lanes, baby. I can't with you. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> Listen, yeah. don't get me. I'm trying to tell y'all it's a word. It's a word. Who hurt you? Who hurt you? <laughs> Who hurt you? Ooh. Who got you 
ramp. Oh, I mean, come like on. So deep on the hotel. Exactly. Oh, I, I love this. I love this. It should be a it should be a part two to this. It should be. It should be. I honestly say you guys are literally my favorite guests that one here. <laughs> he just saying that because he in our face. No, I'm just kidding. Uh huh. And I play sucking up all that AC, <laughs> all of that. I ain't in my house too. This what's yeah. up, <laughs> bro? Any more questions? What's going on? Yeah. So. Damn, I'm trying to think of a good one. Because now we got to get back onto the original theme. Because, you know, mm. we, we got deep on them real quick. Right, we got folks excited about this, and then they're like, okay, child. Right. Well, hopefully they learn something from this, you know? Hopefully. Hopefully, you know, Be some whole reformers, you know, reformed hoes, you know? Let's get back to the whole shit. <laughs> That's only for the girls that want to be reformed. Because you got some girls that don't want to be reformed at all. I mean, you know, folks back in the 80s, like Prince, like uh, all them folks back in the day, you know, they reformed. I'm sorry, babe. Slightly. I'm sorry. Slightly. I'm sorry. You know, they found the Lord and everything else. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing. But, you know, those same ones who did they shit, mm. being hoes, singing about it, rapping about it, doing whatever. And now they're looking, on, looking down on us like, y'all sinners, y'all this, y'all that. So, that's where I'm coming from. Back okay. to the whole shit. All right, Back so. to the whole shit. Have you, well. Come on, Mariah Lane, come on. With, ooh, you oh, shit. Oh, shit. Ooh. You, both of you, I think all of us mentioned us visiting a bathhouse. Mm-hmm. If not a bathhouse, I would say. Bathhouse, glory holes, bookstores. I'm gonna do a glory hole. Oh, you know what? It me- you better jump. We, we all want to come together. The, I, the fact that that's your ringtone, I love. <laughs> they must oh, shit. come together. Right. That oh. is a, that's a that's the tone. It's a ring. Oh, come together. It, come on, come together. Would you explore? Possibly going to a bathhouse or a glory hole with your partner. Absolutely. Listen. Well, uh, well, there you go. I would. I would. Why would you? Because it's so much fun. <laughs> it really is fun. If you have never visited a bathhouse, you have not lived. Listen. Especially in the gay community. If you've never I mean, been in a bathhouse, you have not lived. My thing is, it has to be your forte. And this is coming from somebody that is... Continue. That is... um, Somebody that used to be a cruiser. Yes, So, like... It is something about... Like... Fucking... Being at a glory hole or a bathhouse, like the excitement, the anonymity, all of that shit is just like, ah, I love it. I love it. It's a great thing. So, like, to share that with my partner would be epic. It would be everything. I want to get the best experience in the in a bathhouse. Oh shit. Okay, so bathhouse, best experience in a bathhouse. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, <laughs> um, damn. 
damn, cause like I've only literally been to one bathhouse back home in Chicago. Ooh, go ahead. Shout out to Bass Country. Um, go ahead, come on up. Going in there, like person I was with at the time, uh-huh. like having that moment of having the door open and people like watching you fuck and then coming in and like jacking off to you fucking was an amazing experience. I love that. Now glory holes, ooh. Glory holes are fun. Shout out to God. Glory holes are fun as shit. Like I've been to a glory hole a time or two before. Did you, and um, having somebody slob on your knob and you don't know who the fuck they are and they put in that work. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm from not. the other side. <laughs> okay, from the table. You talking about who's slobbering your mouth? Everything. Who's slobbering your mouth? For your time, It can be my time today. It can be. Simmer down. It will be my time today. Okay. Sheesh. Well, okay. I'm pretty sure folks have watched Noah's Ark. <laughs> the time that Noah was looking for Ricky inside the bathhouse. And that was a else. pretty bathhouse. That was not a regular one. It was very had. pretty. And yeah, you know, production. Of but course. Anyway, you know, he was looking for, you know, Ricky and stuff like that and got caught up in some shit. Me, on the other hand, I was in Philadelphia a long time ago. Rest his soul, my brother Rob. We was down there on uh, 13th or something like that. I think it's I think it's still down there, but I remember it was like 13th Street. I'm, I'm not too sure if it was north or south or whatever. I just yeah, know it was like I just yeah, I just know it was like 13th Street. So we go inside. He wanted mm-hmm. to go and have his life. He wanted to have his life. I'm sitting there all, you know, just sitting there. Okay. Still clothed and everything. And I felt someone tap me on the top of my head and I turned back and dude was like nudging like to come back. I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm, Miss Silly, Miss Silly, don't do it. Miss Silly, do not do it. So I went on ahead a couple minutes later and went on ahead. So, <laughs> but it was, it was different for me because it was dark, you know, let alone being positive already. I didn't know what else was out there. I didn't want to catch anything else. And... You know, I didn't get no, I didn't enjoy it at all. Mm-hmm. My dick was soft. Someone was trying to give me a head with a condom on. I made sure it was a condom on now. Mm-hmm. And it was still soft. I was, I didn't enjoy my time. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, would I go back mm-hmm. and try it out again? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I would try it. Mm-hmm. You, will you be there with me? Am I going to be there with you? Because I'm going to be a funeral home you be. Boy. First of all, I need both of your judgments to stop. I wish I could see this. Thing. Because if y'all can see the faces on these two motherfuckers right now, I would probably be dead if looks can kill. But I'm just saying, like, we... we if you want to experience together, absolutely, I'll be there for, I will be there for you. So what are you saying? So if we're not there together, what are you saying, man? What I'm saying to you is... On the record, as I get closer to the microphone, the record, yes. if you want to go and get your life, and I'm not there, get your life. We're in a monogamous relationship, eh? To most people who know. Okay. 
the, the, if y'all can see the faces being made right now, Marlon is letting me know that Tim might be doing a little lying right now. I will say my the bad house experience that I had, I'm gonna tell on myself, child. Okay. I'm gonna tell on myself. Go for it. My bad house experience actually happened two years ago. Okay. On my 30th birthday. Oh. In Atlanta. Come on, dirty 30. Oh, in, in Atlanta. Metropolitan City. If you go downtown and find a Macy's child, it's a cruising spot in there somewhere. Guaranteed. Especially Especially I'm from Chicago. Downtown. Old school throwback. I have have a tale to tell. Spin it, girl. Spin it. I went to, um, I was on my way to um, eat as a child, uh-huh. and I um, I had no idea that I was being cruised in, uh-huh. and it was a leather side specimen, <laughs> um, he was tall, he was fair complected, he, um, he had muscles, he was a little thick, and he kept looking at me in the bathroom or whatever, and I'm just, I'm just scared. I'm like, no, I can't do that, sorry. You know, my friend's looking at me like, well, you don't go back there and get that damn dick. I'm like, mind you, we're sitting there washing our hands before we go to eat at the, I mean, before we go to the hotel for the night. And dude is just sitting at the urinal for mad long. He was waiting. He was waiting. Uh-huh. I'm not thinking, I'm like, bitch, go outside. I'm like, well, I'm going to get this dick called, son. <laughs> Listen. You better stop letting other people. Then, no, it gets better. Oh, sure. So I passed up the opportunity to do it in the bathroom. We go outside to wait on the cab. He sits by me. Waiting. Oh, uh, uh, Putting it on a plate and serving it to you. He was sitting by me. Which by me, bitch. By me. And I still did not catch the hand. Still. Why don't you fuck it? I'm fucking up big time. You fucking up. Like, oh my god. So what stops you? Was it shame? Was it embarrassment? 
I wasn't embarrassed. Shit. Okay, I so would, what was you saying? Oh, I would have took it. But you didn't. So what's my issue? You're not going to get to the fact that as a cruiser, he's about to shame me. Yeah, I'm not going to shame you. I'm just going to tell you no, how to your life right. For real. Sure. I'm going to tell, sure. tell you this time of day this was. What time was it? It was after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, it was perfect timing. It was after 11 p.m. You could have got your wife in the last hall or whatever bathroom y'all was, I was in. at Fort Lauderdale Airport. I'm telling the truth. Hey, it was in the airport. It was 11 p.m. when nobody in that bitch no way. You should... Uh, it was a lot. I'm sorry. It was a lot. Don't be like Lonnie. <laughs> Get your life. When that dick presents itself to you in a bathroom, you go get it, okay? Especially if you got a friend and you had a lookout too? Listen, go get your motherfucking life, right? Listen to Marlon, go get your shit. Don't let no bitch shame you, all right? Don't let nobody tell you you can't have that dick. Go get that shit. Trying to be all demure and holy and shit. Fuck that. Go get it. Scared of what? I'm scared of the. I'm scared to get caught. Oh, girl. I'm scared to get caught. That, that's the whole. That's the whole point. Don't ever so so wait, wait, wait. So, have you ever got caught um, while doing that? No. No. Have, I've been a crafty bitch since the tender age of eight. Ninja like skills. Oh. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. We okay. had a lot of creeks and sh- First of all, okay, let me help y'all some game real quick. Dude. The apartment that I grew up in was a three-unit apartment building. My great-grandmother was the owner of the building. She lived on the first floor. My great-aunt lived on the, on... the second? No, she lived in the basement. Okay. My great-grandmother lived on the first floor, and we lived on the second floor. So who lived on the third? So it was, so it was the basement, basement one unit, first floor. Oh, second. on the second floor. Okay. So I had to do all my hoeing on the sneak tip. I had to know every creek, where every creek was on every stair. I had to know all the dip off spots. I had to know everybody's work schedules. I had that shit down pat. So I've only gotten caught, gotten caught once. I got caught sucking dick and telling lies by my mama one time. Never got caught again. I never got caught. Again. And Listen, the shit was getting good. Ready. I wouldn't expect that to be home. I'm time. not incriminating myself. Let's Fuck that. Say, let's just say, Ronnie never got caught. Let's One time. That. But I got caught when I was still in the single digits. After that, never You still got oh, the single digits? I never again after that. I, ne- I had suspicion, but I never had You can think all you want. If you didn't see it, it didn't happen. So, did you ever get caught? Uh-huh. You ever get caught? You can hear it. <laughs> at a, at the I might have dick down my throat, so I couldn't go home. No. <laughs> like, um, I, I did. Back in the day, I was in an apartment. You know, back in the day. So, it was in the apartment building. It was this dude on the fourth floor. Mm-hmm. Apartment 44. I ain't gonna say the address. Don't say the address, child. That's incriminating. But baby knows the address because I always have dreams about it. Uh huh. Um, my older brother, my eldest brother, Courtney. No, my older brother, so I'm gonna take notice. He caught me and him together and then went and told my mother and my dad. Savage. Yeah. Oh, he's a snitch. Yeah, what's a bitch? Uh, <laughs> but he was a snitch. And I denied that shit, but my mom and daddy believed that shit. So, 
So, um, yeah, I got caught one time. In the hallway, on the stairwell, on, on the first landing. Yeah, because we lived on the first floor. Oh, yeah. uh, shit. We lived on the first floor, yeah. shit went upstairs. Yep. We did. We was on the, like, on the, like, we was a half, a floor and a half, a landing and a half. But he caught us. And, you know, at that time, you know, please. We'll get into another story about that. Well, you get to go up there. You go all the way to the top floor. You want to get caught in the Oh, no, no. Other times we did. We did. But, um, yeah. You live, you learn? But you I was, live I was learn. at that time, to be honest, I was like 11. I was like 10, 11, 12 at that time. To be, I don't know exactly what age it was. I, I was young. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's full of cum. I wasn't full of cum. Not full of cum, yeah. That dick yeah, was too yeah. big. I'm sorry. You said what? That dick was too big. I'm sorry. I had no knowledge about anything. Listen. Yeah. See? Can we go back in time to save our young selves from doing dumb shit? Ooh! Shout that's a good one. Too deep, too deep. Made it, made it. Shout out, no. It's actually a appropriate question. If you can go back in time and save yourself from some of the horrible decisions you made, would you? Yes. I want to save myself from the first shit that happened when I was nine. It happened with the same one, apartment forty-four. Uh, I would have. I would save myself. I would save myself from a lot of shit. I would save myself from a lot of stuff. But, 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 I have to say, I have to say, I toiled with that because. A lot of my experience made me the man that I am today. Exactly. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm very pleased with the man that I am today. Mm-hmm. I am. I've, I've grown exponentially. So when I get questions like that, that question in particular, I fight with it. Because like there are certain things that I'd be like, eh, probably wouldn't do that. I'd save myself from that. But other stuff, I wouldn't. So as we wrap. I do have, normally I do a self-care tip, but since it is the hotels, give a horse tip. A horse tip? A horse tip, child. A hotel? Yes, honey. Uh, the hotel. Uh, leave your location with your friends. Yes! <laughs> you should always. I mean, that's, that's one thing I can think of. Value life, and if you don't want to end up in nobody's doctor's office, especially knowing that you ain't got no damn insurance, use a kind. Always, always, especially if you hook up off these apps. Listen, one of your you friends know, should know exactly where you at. Listen, you never know who has what. If you don't want to live with HIV and all that other type of shit, I know the thrill is real and it's fun, but at the end of the day, do you want to deal with that shit every day? So that's what I was at. I'm not to. Bring down or no, 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 you're good. Whatever, you're but, good. We should, you, know, you should always be able. If you're out here at home and you know it, you should know your HIV and STI status. Listen, I go back and back, back in the day, I would save myself from that shit. Okay. But it has made me a better person and more healthy and more up on my health. So. Over 10 years, 65. Oh, oh, can we? Oh, I wish I could see how Marlon is acting right now. Marla is squirming to get this tip. He got a hood on his head. I'm trying to get my whole tip together. You know, it's a lot of tips for the hoes. I want to make some, sure I give a go. But some hoes just like the tip in their ass. So, you know, they just like the tip. That's true, You know, too. you can also you say, know. you know, when you give a head, no teeth. 
That's a no-brainer, though. You know what? Some gays got the dentures, so take them shits out and put them on the side of the table or the bed. That's your flappers. Little flappers. Marla is really thinking. I'm like trying to, because there's so many different perspectives of holding that you just got to like. I, I think I'm going to give mine. I'm going to give one. Let Go ahead. Give me yours and I think I'll have mine. Girl, find the lube that works for you. <laughs> Leave that blue bergamot, that bergamot shit to girl, the girl. Did you say bergamot? Leave that bergamot okay. out the door. Okay. Yeah, that Vaseline, that baby oil. I mean. That is not lube, sis. Depends on who you're with. Um. Say what? <laughs> depends on who you're with. Spit should not be lube. Some people get juicy enough to spit. It is what it is. Um. A good hotel. Give it to them. They need it. All right. All right. Hold on your time. Don't let nobody tell you how to be a hoe. Don't let nobody shame you for being a hoe. Okay. Come on. Hoe on your time. Hoe for it. Because if hoe is life for you, let it be life. Right. Because there's a lot of motherfuckers out here. All of us, most of us, I won't say all, because all of us have not. Most of us have had our hoe phase. It's healthy. And if it works for you, it is for you. And don't let nobody shame you about being a hoe. Right. Hope if hoe is life, hoe is life. Flat out. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, okay. Be your best hoe. Right. Live your best life, sis. That's it. Fuck that. Okay. Fuck what everyone else say. Be the hoe of champions. Exactly. Take that dick, sis. That's it. Exactly. Because nowadays, a lot of people like to, like to put down folks who like to have sex and do shit. Or whatever, fuck that. Fuck that. Girl, get the Those be the same motherfuckers that be doing the same shit, okay? Literally. Alright. All the bitches that try to shame you for being a hoe is mad because they ain't hoeing themselves. Okay, or they want you. Okay. Say it again for the children in the back. That's it. Alright, come on. And I'm done. And you're done. Come on, let's look at this fucking shit. Oh, that's a loud one. Oh, you need a refill. Thank you guys for taking the time out to be here no and giving your whole tips. And though we got a little deep, that's fine. That was the purpose. Leave my check at the door. At the door. Okay. <laughs> and no, I don't take checks, sweetie. Have cash. That's it. Well, I have a bank account, so you know. No, everybody got a bank account. I like to keep records. I like to keep records. Don't pro- don't pre- cash don't pre- out. Venmo, huh? Oh, you know what? That's even better. Zell. Girl. As soon as you get it, take that money. I want to take. They may cancel that shit. I'm sorry. You good? I want to take the time out to thank Tamara for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. And I will see you guys next week for the season finale. Peace out. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye. Bye.